Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. You know, I think everyone should listen to Now on FM 1071. Well, good to have you here this morning. It's 508. Treyware 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Ware page, KTSA.com. And yes, I'm here. And no, I don't have a yacht. And no, I don't have a jet. No, I do not have a mansion. I got some sketches on my feet, though, that I paid at uh, 50 bucks for the other day. I am wearing underwear today. I bought some underwear, so that's good. I mean, you know, I got, I got what I need, but I don't have what I want so far. But it's coming, baby. It's coming. It's, wow. Friday night's going to be the night. So you're saying it's a billion dollars. Billion Friday. dollars. Yeah, I just decided last night that, you know, I didn't. I wanted to I, I wanted to hold it off until it made it over oh, a billion. Oh, okay. You're that's, right. That was the deal. You were so. holding out for the big bucks. Right, right, right. So uh, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. Okay. Oh seven twenty nine sixty sixty three sixty six and my mega balls is a fifteen. So that was from last night. Uh, we'll have new ones. Uh, cash option six hundred and two point five million. Uh, this coming Friday night. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm going to take you to lunch. If you win, if I win, okay. I'm going to win. What if? What do you mean if? What kind of question is that? I'm going to take you to Cane's. That's where I'm going to take. Oh, you. gee, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, where else would you take a vegetarian? But a place that serves fried chicken. <laughs> exactly right. Well, they've got that meatless canes, don't they? Meatless I have, chicken? I have no idea. Huh? I think KFC has. See? Okay, then I'll take you there. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought Canes deserves it because he bought tickets for every single employee. Did you notice Alpha did that? Did you know Alpha did that, too? No, I had no idea. Well, because they didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but Canes did. <laughs> well, I'm going to go work handing out chicken at yeah, Canes. Someone by needs guy. to get into the chicken finger business. That's right. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. CPS energy bills jump. We'll talk about that. They're going after Trump. We'll talk about that. Nobody wants Joe. We'll talk about that. Let's see. The woman who shot up the ceiling in the airport the other day wasn't supposed to have a gun. We'll talk about that. Oh, hey, Wally's alive. Yeah, Wally's alive. So, I mean, I heard Wasn't all that this... the weirdest thing? Well, and his wife was the one who made the announcement. You would yeah. think she would know. Right. But uh, for some reason, she didn't know, and she announced yesterday that he was dead. And so... <laughs> she must really hate his guts. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's exactly what my wife would be doing. She'd be like, yeah, he's... she already announced that, by the way. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, no, he's he's still alive. He's in hospice and on his his uh you know last yeah. From what we understand, hours. he's a, he doesn't have a lot of time left. According so. to his son, but you know he yeah. surprised us before. Tony Dow, leave it to Beaver, uh, Wally. I, I was listening to Jack yesterday. Jack had a great bit going on around this. Jack announced he's dead. He's you know he's dead. He's Wally's dead. Tony Dow's dead because that's. That was the news all day yesterday. Yeah. So he said Jack's bit was a great bit. It was, um, if you were going to be in a television family, which one would you want to be in? So, go. Uh, the Cunninghams from Happy Days. Oh, you like those. That's hey, a good you got one. a cool neighbor upstairs. Yeah. He's got a motorcycle. Come right. on. That's a good family. What about you? I'll go with the, that 70s show. The 70s show family. You got oh, Red. Yeah, the Foremans. Okay. Yeah, the Foremans. Thank you. All right. I would have thought you would have said that one with uh, Sofia Vergara. That's uh, that's uh, when I thought you thought she, you would probably want to. Well, be you it. know, come on. Ah, uh, but 
Come on what? I'd rather just be their neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> With a really nice pair of binoculars. Yeah, right? A telescope. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did grow up in a television family. It was called the Munsters. Um, yeah, and that, that's exactly, that yeah. was our family. We really were a bunch of monsters around the house. Dad was that tall and that big and that strong, and he did look like Frankenstein. Mom <laughs> did look like Lily. She was beautiful like Lily was. Mm-hmm. And um, and I guess I look like Grandpa. I don't know what I look like. <laughs> you, no, you were the youngest. You're Eddie. No. You're the Lady Munster. I really there. didn't look like Eddie growing yeah, but up. You got great hair. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, you got like a little peak in the front. Yeah, but I don't have enough forehead. I met him one time, and that dude's all forehead. Oh, Butch Patrick? Yeah. yeah. He's all forehead. And what's the guy? Burt Ward is all something else, but he, I met him too. Uh, police false bomb threat in Nashville revealed to be a sex toy. I'm just looking at some of the uh, the headlines. Somebody thought it was a bomb and it was a sex toy. Well, that's where you left it. Huh? What were you doing in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> left the bomb or the sex toy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Which did I leave up you there? You tell me, Trey Ware. be straight. <laughs> Mister, I'm going to be a billionaire this weekend. I, well, it's going to happen. All right, we'll it's see. It's going to happen on the love boat. Uh, let's see here. Donald Trump uses first speech to uh, bash Democrats on crime-ridden cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamala is a she and a her, so we have her on tape now confirming I'm a she and I'm a her in a blue suit at the table. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, play that tape for you a little bit well, later who on. was wondering about that anyway? Well, I guess she was because mm-hmm. she was the one who put it out there. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, turning point going after uh, ABC News and what the view had to say about turning point uh, tickets to is there any concert that you would pay forty thousand dollars to see any just any of them no no does that concert exist forty thousand or forty thousand dollars to see somebody sing songs no Mm-mm. okay well apparently adele is coming back to las vegas remember last year she was supposed to do it and she had to cancel because nobody all her whole crew had covid and everything mm-hmm. well she's going back to her residency and the tickets are 40 grand that's insanity <laughs> come on <laughs> for adele <laughs> for adele hello uh now, so now last week we talked about how uh, are you bruce, bruce springsteen was his tickets were like upwards of four grand yeah. Well, she had to add and to it, that. We we did, we discussed who you would pay that much money to go see. Yeah. And I said, well, if you can if you can resurrect John Lennon and George Harrison and get all four Beatles on the stage for one show, I'm in. And what would you pay? I'd I'd pay the four thousand dollars. Would you pay forty? No. <laughs> Although I've spent that much money on their records over the years, yeah. I just can't. You know. Yeah. Well, see, if but, I was going to pay forty, I would have to be able to decide what era, right? So right. I wouldn't want to see the hippie Beatles. Because I, I don't really care about that era. I'd want to see the early, the early Beatles. Beatles yeah. yeah, like Shea Stadium Beatles. Right. That's what I'd want to see. Uh, or early early to mid Elvis, like the, the leather suit Elvis time, yeah. you know, right early before he started. Early on the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say right around 69, 70, right, right when he started the, the Las Vegas thing. And, you know, the, the movie was awesome, and the movie's a, a great portrayal of the way things were. And when I say portrayal, I meant to say betrayal because it really was a betrayal. And I, I, for years, I believed that Colonel Tom, for being as good as he was at, at exposing Elvis to a lot of stuff that probably he wouldn't have been exposed to, he really did screw him over in a lot of ways too. Yeah. It was awful the way uh, he right. did him, and uh, and and, and it, the reason I'm mentioning that is the movie that some of that's in the movie, folks. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. One thing that is not in the movie that did happen 
was uh, leading up to March of 73, I believe, <clears throat> the Colonel sold all of Elvis's rights to his royalties for all of his stuff for up to 1973, March of 1973, for $5 million, which the Colonel took half of that, $2.5 million, and left Elvis with $2.5 million. That includes Hound Dog. That includes, uh, name it, name every great record that he did early in his career all the way up to 1973. But that's basically when the hit stopped coming, though. Right. You know, but, you think but, of Burning Love was his last big hit, and that was 72. Right. So between 56 and 72, that's when all the action happened. Exactly. After that, it was just a bunch of, you know, live albums and, right. and you know, remakes of old songs. But did you hear the price? $5 million. $5 million. You know. That's just insanity, and yeah. and he took half of the five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he could. They needed quick cash. He was in a whole lot of trouble with gambling debt, and uh, and and Elvis had spent a ton of money, so they needed real quick cash. So you know, five million dollars for all, no more royalties. Everything prior to nineteen seventy three, which included the hits, all the hits. Man, yeah. I want you, I need you, I love you. You know, all those great songs in the ghetto, nineteen sixty eight. You know, you could do in the ghetto today and never have to get out of your chair again. Seriously, <laughs> I I remember talking to Rupert Holmes one time about uh, Pina Colada, and I said, "Aren't you sick and tired of that? Because that's all you got, you know." And he said, "Are you kidding me? I get tired of it until I go to the mailbox <laughs> and I yeah. open up the mailbox." Right. He says, "Pina Colada put two girls through college and built this big house right here. I yeah. don't mind it at all." Uh, so, but the fact is that you know it was another, it, it, just another time that the colonel just you know uh, did Elvis betrayed, yeah, yeah betrayed did Elvis in a big way. And then after seventy three, you know he he started to receive royalties again. But between seventy three and seventy seven, there wasn't a whole lot of royalties, right? Not much going on. Not much going on. So it was just a real shame how he was treated by by Colonel Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker's, I guess we would call him his partner at this time, in, in today's vernacular, his partner, and uh, and then Elvis and Linda and all the stuff that went on through over the years. Anyway, uh, still, uh, they they passed $210 million in ticket sales uh, yesterday with that movie, so if you haven't spent money to go see it, it's well worth it to see it in the, in, the, in, well, in, the, in the theater. The Presley family recouping some of those lost royalties. That's apparently. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly, and Austin Butler doing all right too. Yeah, for somebody we didn't even know, we had no <laughs> yeah, idea. I never guy. heard of him until this movie. He's doing okay. He probably won't have to do another movie, probably, unless not. he wants to. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive into the news. CPS energy bills have jumped, but you didn't need to dork on the radio to tell you that. But I explain it when we come back. Trey Ware, KTSA. All right, uh, five twenty-one. Trey Ware, KTSA two one zero five nine nine fifty-five fifty-five. Let me dive into the uh, headlines. Uh, any of these stories uh, that you find interesting that you want to comment on, the phones will always be on till nine o'clock this morning. Two one zero five nine nine fifty-five fifty-five. Well, thank you, Democrat Party policies and the Democrat transition to uh, clean energy. You're killing people, Democrats. When I tell you that the Democrats are the biggest threat to Americans and to America as we know her and love her, I give you the evidence with just about every story that we have. And this one here, CPS energy bills jumped more than 50%, according to the Express News in June, as temperatures and gas prices rise. These are Democrat policies that they have put in place for the Green New Deal, the so-called transition. If you want to blame anybody for the high cost coming from CPS right now, don't blame CPS. Well, you can blame them if you want. 
but you blame the Democrat policies that were put in place by this administration and by Ron Nirenberg, who is a socialist himself. The city will not help reduce the bills one little bit. The city is going to take an extra, listen, an extra $60 million this year out of your pocket through CPS, and they refuse to do any kind of rebate. They want you to hurt, folks, and they want you to hurt badly. They want you to hurt a lot. They want you to know the pain of this right now, and these are Democrat policies, Green New Deal Democrats, who have limited our energy options, and that drives up the prices. When they're limiting the options, such as nuclear and gas and coal and all the other various options that we could be availing ourselves to, but they have limited that because of this so-called transition for this farce known as climate change, it is bringing about pain and people in San Antonio and the surrounding area, 210-599-5555, are feeling it every day. Tell me how you're feeling it. Tell me how it's affecting you. People are having to make decisions now about whether or not to turn on the AC, drive the truck in to work, or eat a, f- a hamburger. Average residential bill, $225. That's up from $147 a year ago, and that's PP right there. That's $225 is nothing. $225 is, is, is running your thermostat in the mid-'80s at $225. Some have turned the A.C. completely off, and they're burning up in their homes. And the reason is Democrat Party policies. And the transition to, oh, alternative fuels that we're going to, oh, oh, we got to use more solar panels. Oh, we got to use more windmills that blow up in the heat, catch fire in the heat. And when they come offline, the price goes up because they got to shop around and find the electricity elsewhere. This is what Democrats are doing to you. They're putting the screws to you. Democrats, Democrat policies, they're putting the screws to you. They're bringing pain not only at the pump, but at the thermostat every single day. When you pay your CPS energy bill and you see how much it's up right now and you're worried because grandma just might burn to death in her house, you blame Democrats. They're the ones who did this. This is their transition away from that dirty old fuel source. Oh, that horrible fuel source. That stuff that comes out of the ground that's terrible. Fossil fuels, it's horrible. we got to get off of fossil fuels. Yeah, while we're killing grandma, while the Democrats are killing grandma. The Democrat transition to cleaner fuels, which are not cleaner at all. You always will have to use fossil fuels killing people and raising their CPS bill. Meanwhile, downtown is going to get an extra $60 million from you. You want to tell me they didn't raise your taxes? That's exactly what that is. That's a tax increase right there of $60 million going in to the pockets and the coffers of those folks downtown. And you know what they're doing? They're giving you the middle finger. They're not doing a thing to help you. Not one thing to help you. Oh, here's your help. A a double middle finger from both hands. John, go right ahead. You're on. Uh, Trey, I want to nominate a video to uh, the Green New Deal, and it happened earlier this year in Luling, Texas, right there at the crossroads. They were trying to drag one of those windmill blades on a right turn at the intersection in Luling, and they got hung up on the tracks, and here comes a freight train full speed. Thank God nobody got hurt. That's why we can use it for a, a, a video to show the competence of all, this whole Green New Deal. 
look it up. All right, thanks, John. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. 22 states are suing to stop the Biden administration from linking school lunches to gender identity uh, agenda. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Uh, well, these, these uh, schools that rely on federal assistance to get uh, food to kiddos. And in 22 states, there are schools that have said we're not going to go with the Biden policy of boys showering with girls. Little boys, elementary school, after P.E., boys showering with girls. And the Biden administration says, well, if you don't allow boys to shower with girls in elementary and middle school, then we're going to cut your lunch funding. They're a bunch of damn perverts in the White House is what they are. These Democrats that are running our country right now, running it into the ground right now, they're a bunch of perverts. They're perverts. They're sick, twisted, sexually frustrated, uh, crazy, insane sexual creatures that are perverts. They want boys to shower with girls. They want boys to, to go to the bathroom with girls. And if for some reason, if you run a school and you say, nope, nope, boys go over here, girls go over there, they cut your funding off, which means no food for the kids. And so when the kids are sitting in the lunchroom and there's no food for the kids in the lunchroom, thanks to the Democrats cutting the food off, guess who gets blamed? Not the Democrats. They don't get blamed because the kid doesn't see the Democrats. The kid sees the principal. The kid sees the teacher. The kid sees the people that they're in touch with right there at the school. So that's who gets the blame. That's who hears from the parents. But really who's cutting the money off are the Democrats who are now saying, unless you let Charlie pee with and shower with Susie, we're not going to give you lunch money. And 22 states are suing the Biden administration. Now, how sick, perverted, and twisted do you have to be to say, if you don't put girls and boys together in the showers, when they're just little boys and girls, then we're going to cut off the food money. How sick and twisted do you have to be? But that's exactly who the Democrats are. And when you hear me say the Democrats are the biggest threat to the United States of America, there's another example of what I'm talking about. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. You knew I was going to talk about this one, right? Anything in there about guns? Oh, fire away. There it is right there. Ah, I see. Okay, it's uh, 538 KTSA. Thanks for pointing this out to me, but uh, Pat Benatar, I'll never forget the first time I saw her, was on uh, MTV and I fell in love. She's short, she's petite, she's everything that I that I love. <laughs> Everything yeah. that I love is hey, Pat Benatar. Beautiful and talented. What's, what's not to love? Seriously. Yeah. Seriously talented. The second video on MTV and just outstanding uh, singer, classically trained singer who decided to be a rock and roll singer and look what it got her, everything in the world. Until now. Now she has become one of those, like all the others, who have decided they're going to be woke. And that song right there, she says she can't perform it anymore because of all the gun violence that's going on, that she can't do that because it's going to inspire gun violence. Pat!
you and Neil are both anti-drug, so I don't even know what, what possibly you could be smoking to think that hit me with your best shot is going to inspire gun violence. Who's, who, in what, what world are you living in that you think that that inspires gun violence? All that is is a song about falling in love and about, hey, come on, you know. Yeah, hit me with your best shot. Let's see how let's see how good you are, Mr. Big Stuff. Come on. Hit me with your best shot. Meaning, metaphorically, she's not even talking about physically hitting her at all. That's not what that means. We all know what the song means. I don't have to describe, I don't have to break down the song. Everybody knows what that song means, and everybody knows that song. That's like I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. That's like Back in Black. Right. That's one of those standards that it comes on, and everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that it's not a song about violence. And it doesn't inspire violence. So, Pat, come on. I'm not going to do it anymore because it's going to inspire people to take a gun and shoot others. Pat, you don't even need publicity. You know, a lot of these groups that do this, a lot of these artists that do this, they do it because they need, you know, they need 15 more minutes. They need the publicity. They need somebody to pay attention to them. You don't need that, hon. We're paying attention to you and always will. Right. And you got one hunk of a husband that can play guitar, so we're paying attention to him, too. Don't even, don't even, just stop. Play the song, girl. And I, can you imagine going to a Pat Benatar concert and not hearing that song? That's her. That's the, That's the last song in the set. That's how she wraps it up. Mm-hmm. And she gets the audience to sing it with her. Like you know, she stops in the audience. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and no more because it's going to inspire gun violence. The stupidity that's out there today just makes me crazy sometimes. You know what I mean? I hear you. Actually, if I were at one of her shows and she skipped it, I'd be okay with it because I'm sick of it. Well, no, <laughs> I understand. I'm kind of sick of it too. Yeah, I hear but it every I, day. But I haven't seen her in concert. Have really? you? Yeah, I have actually. Okay, and if I paid good money to see her in concert, I'd want to see that. I'd want to see "Treat Me Right." I'd want to see "Fire and Ice." Uh, you know, all those that I watched for years that I've heard her sing for years. Right. Hell is for children. You know, I want to say I, I'd, I'd like for her to do all the, the hits because yeah. I paid my good money to come see you do the hits, honey. Well, she's skipping that one. The biggest <laughs> happens to be the biggest one. <sighs> it's just the whole woke thing. I'm just over it. I'm done with the whole woke thing. I'm just done with it. You know, play your songs. Do your movies. Do your plays. Quit canceling books. Quit, quit all the woke stuff. We, we need to move on and be human beings and grow up for a change. We're not a bunch of stupid little children out here going to get offended or upset if we hear, hit me with your best shot. It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. That's all. There. It's enough rant about Pat Benatar. It upsets me because, you know, we talk about this a lot. Um. I don't think these people ought to be doing their politics. I mean, if she's got politics, she can talk about her politics, right? But not during the show, and then don't alter the show or the music based on your politics like that, right? Right. Just do your thing, and then on the side, if you want to do an interview with Oprah and talk about how Donald Trump sucks or Joe Biden sucks, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. But leave it out of you and who you are and what brought you, you know? Do your thing. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Bubba Wallace made up the whole news thing because his uh, NASCAR career was sucking, and they made that deal up and got the FBI involved, he still has not come back from that, and he never will. He'll be out of NASCAR in the next couple of years. But he thought you he had so? a great you think deal. He'll be done. Oh hell yeah! yeah. No, nah, he can't drive a race car. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't. 
<laughs> he cannot drive a race car. <laughs> he has no clue what he's doing. <laughs> he just can't. Yeah. He's got the best. Michael Jordan has poured more money in that boy's racing team this year, in the mm-hmm. past two years, actually, than, than the Catholic Church has. You know, he's Michael Jordan's been writing these big-ass checks for Bubba Wallace to win, and he can't win. He can't drive a race car. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with his skin color. But he made up the whole news thing to get some attention so that he would be, you know, focused on the whole woke thing and, you know, all that and blah, 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 move up in, in everybody's eyes. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I resent him for that. You're right. I resent anybody who plays that, that type of game, who does those kind of things. My, my son, Thomas, as you know, is also a big motorsports fan. Right. Well, you guys have had conversations mm-hmm. about it. I don't under I I I just know they go around in a circle. That's I, it. I don't follow really this. fast. Yeah, and so one day he was over at the house watching the race, and he had said something about Bubba Wallace not being a very good driver. He's not. And I said, <laughs> you know what they could do to make this interesting? <laughs> and he goes, Oh God, no! Oh no! Here we go. What is it? Dad's got a new idea. Uh-huh. I suggested that when they come in for a pit stop, instead of just pulling in, they have to parallel park in, <laughs> into their spot. Back up. Yeah, parallel park into their spot. Because you know, they do, sort of. They'll get points for that if they do it well, uh-huh. if they stay within the lines. That's a good idea. Yeah, I thought it was a fine idea. Right. He thought it was stupid. Yeah, but. well, <laughs> he'll think that until he pays his own bills, and then suddenly you're going to get real smart. Yeah, exactly. That always works. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he doesn't have the talent, the ability to compete at that level. He can compete on a, on a, on a smaller level, and, and that has nothing to do with skin color. I'm not saying that because he's a black man. I, you know or mixed race or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Right. Skin color doesn't matter. Can you can you do the job? Just like Danica Patrick could never get the job done. It had nothing to do with her being a woman. No. There's women that can drive race cars, but she's not one of them. She's pretty. She's nice on the eyes. <laughs> I'll let her drive whatever she wants. That's right. She's a fruitcake in a Looney Tune, but she is pretty. Yeah, but sometimes that's fun. So. Hey, speaking of her, that leads me to Nicolas Cage of the uh, playing for the, for the Green Bay Packers. Did you see Nicholas show up for the Green Bay Packers yesterday? No? No, I didn't see that. It was actually Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Looking a little like Nicolas Cage. A, a little. A lot. Yeah. Identical. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He, You know, he's been growing his hair out for the past two years. Right. So he grew his hair out and grew the beard out, and he showed up at, at Green Bay camp yesterday, Packer camp yesterday, wearing the the white uh, sleeveless wife beater with the, the, the well, the whole Con Air look, Nicolas Cage. That's what he's going for. And if you look, check it out. Go, right. go ahead and Google it, and you could. There's people that have put the two pictures: Nicholas Cage on one side, and Aaron Rodgers on the other. And you can't tell the difference between the two of them. They look identical. <laughs> when I tried to, I typed in Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and, and Google finished the, the the query for me when it said Con Air. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back in a minute. KTSa. Hey. It's- Okay, it's 551 at KTSH. Trey Ware here, 210-599-5555. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be hot today, high near 100. As I go through these stories and you want to jump on the phones through 9 o'clock this morning, feel free, 210-599-5555. We have to talk a little bit about the economy because it is really the hottest issue going. The problem about talking about the economy on radio and television is it's just so boring, and I try not to get into all the numbers and this and that. And this, nah, nah, nah. Our overnight guys here, those red-eye guys, they get into all that, and I just want to crash on the way in sometimes because it's just putting me back to sleep. And um, it, it, it's it, you know, it, it's you, you do have to do a little digging to try to understand what's going on. But let me just do thumbnail about where we are and where we're probably headed with the economy, 
Hang in there with me for a couple of minutes because it is really important. We're going to get some super important numbers today. We're going to get more important numbers tomorrow about what's uh, what's coming with the economy. And if you are in business, if you own a business, if you manage a business, you need to know about this. And hopefully you're already up to speed on a lot of this stuff, so it's not going to catch you by surprise. There is a, an economist out there, Nuriel Rubini. Now, they call him Dr. Doom because he really hardly ever has any really good news stuff to say. But he is accurate. And in his predictions of what's happening with the economy, he typically has some stuff that's right on the money. In fact, he was one of the only ones who predicted what happened in 2008 and 2009 with the housing crisis and the collapse and everything that brought about the uh, Great Recession that we had then. And I, that really was more of a depression than it was a recession. Uh, the, the people in charge just, just didn't want to call it a depression. They're never going to char- call any of these things a depression ever again because of what happened in 29 and 30 and in the leading up. So um, we have now a Democrat party as the opposition to America, as the people who are against us, as the people who are about destroying the economy of the United States, the Democrat party, the biggest threat to our country. Their policies right now are leading us into what could be a depression. Now, they won't call it that, but what could be a depression? leading us right down the road into that in a number of ways. Now, he says, if, uh, and this is Rubini saying this, not me because I'm not an economist, but he says if you're claiming the downturn is going to be mild, you are delusional. The idea this is going to be short and shallow is totally delusional. He is forecasting a deep, impactful recession as a result of rising interest rates, high debt ratios in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, And then all the crap that the Democrats have been doing with energy. And the energy that has affected every other, uh, keep in mind, energy affects everything else that goes on. So by cutting us off from our own energy resources and by driving up, purposefully driving up energy prices, they have driven up the price of everything else. And with inflation this high, people are running out of savings. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you really want to know what's going on with the economy, you watch the discount stores like a Walmart and see what's happening inside of Walmart. And I told you yesterday that Walmart is seeing growth in their sales, but growth in one sector, and that's food. Why is that? Because it's cheaper, by and large, on a whole, to buy food at Walmart than it is, say, at HEB or at a Kroger or, you know, any place like that. You can get it more cheaply, and particularly if you buy the Walmart brand, which is the great value, at Walmart. What's happening is that people are going into Walmart and the food is being sold when it's there, uh, but they're staying away from the general merch. So what that clearly indicates is people are going for what they got to have, but they're not getting the other stuff that they'd like to have. They're going in, they're going in for the discount food, they're getting the discount food and they're leaving. That's a clear indicator of the economy that is not strong, an economy that is already in a recession. And people are behaving as if the economy is already in a recession. And I don't care what Joe Biden says. I don't care what the Democrats say. The sleight of hand that they're pulling and they're trying to say, well, a a recession is not really a recession. Crapola. Absolutely it is. And that's where we are. One of the big problems with this is LendingTree surveyed 1,000 Americans in July. They found that 43% of consumers taking on additional debt in the next six months. Why? Because they've got to pay their bills. You've got to pay CBS, so they turn the lights off. 
So you start to put that stuff on your credit card wherever you can. You're taking on more debt to just to pay your everyday bills, not to buy the niceties, but just to pay your everyday bills. Bankrate did another poll, found 51% of Americans have little or no savings or emergency funds. 51%, greater than half. More than a third reported having less savings than they did in 2021. With inflation at a 41-year high, economists said there's a 50% chance of a recession in the next 12 months. Now we have U.S. home prices plunging substantially, cratering demand, according to economists. In fact, one economist, Ian Shepardson, the chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics, says given our current conditions, U.S. home prices are likely about 15 to 20 percent overvalued, and those home prices are going to start to plummet now. So we have been in a uh, seller's market, and we've been in a seller's market for a long time. That's why you get all those spam phone calls. We'd like to buy your home. Would you like to sell your home? We'd like to buy your home. And home prices have been driven up. Now they're crashing. Interest rates have gone up to deal with inflation. Joe Biden's inflation, the Democrat Party's inflation, they had to raise interest rates to deal with that inflation. And now home prices and home values are going to begin to crash. And it's going to turn it into a buyer's market. The problem is everybody has spent so much on energy and they've racked up so much debt on energy. These great home values are coming, but nobody's got money to be able to buy them. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. America. No jet yet. No yacht yet. You know what I decided to do? I decided just like in Vegas where you push it up a little bit, man. You know, you're ready to win. And you've got what you need to win. But you make the decision, I'm not going to win, so that I push it up a little bit, so that when I do win, the pot is bigger. And that's what I did last night. So I'm going to take it all on Friday night, and it's going to be over a billion dollars on Friday night. So that makes sense. You just keep pushing it up and pushing it up until you get there. So that's what I did yesterday. I was was planning on winning it last night. I had it done. I was going to do it. In fact, But But then you thought about it. Right, right. When I stopped at the Stop and Rob yesterday afternoon, I said to the guy, here's, what are you, what are you laughing at? I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I walk in and I said, here's $30 and make sure now when you give me those lines, because I don't know how these things work. I don't gamble. So I don't know. And I never play the lottery except it gets to a billion dollars and then I'm ready to play. So I walk in. I said, here's $30. Now give me the winning lines. And I don't know what else. I Do I need the big balls thing? I mean, they got the, at the end, right? Because you yeah. got the line. Mm-hmm. And then it says big balls over here. And I said, make sure I got the big balls. And that's why, you know, I want to make sure I get that. Because if you don't have the big ball, you don't win. Is that correct? You don't win the whole thing. Even if you right. get have all, all the numbers right. Yeah. But you have to have the multiplier big ball. Uh, if you have all of those first, the first five numbers, is it? You get those yeah, correct. You, you, is that what it is? You'll win some. You'll win some pretty good coin. Right. But it's that last number that puts you. Over the See, top. that's the one that you have to have. See, Vegas is the same way, because you can play the machines in Vegas for a quarter, mm-hmm. right? But you only get a certain payout. You're not going to get the mega bucks. No. But if you pay for the dollar on the slot machine, then you get the mega bucks and you win the five million dollars instead of fifty right. cents. So. Yeah. Uh, so I made sure that he, that he did put the big balls on there, but it didn't work. I mean, it was, it was you know, that's the way it was. They, weren't, they weren't big enough. That's right. That's <laughs> hey, if I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so Friday. Be a billionaire. So Friday night. That's right. Friday I night. I wouldn't need to pay that stupid That's exactly lottery. right. Yeah. 
Uh, it's going to be the cash value on Friday night is going to be six hundred and two million. Uh, yeah, six hundred and two million dollars. Right. That's if you just take to take the lump sum. Oh, six hundred million. Why would you ever do the payout? Why? I have no idea. I mean, you know, you could drop dead by Friday. <laughs> so why yeah. would you take the payout? At least take something and enjoy it a little bit. So Friday's the next drawing, and uh, I, you know, I'll go to my local Stop and Rob and mm-hmm. make sure that I have another thirty bucks or however much I've got left by then. I thought it was cool. The guy at Kane's now did it was it fifty grand? Is fifty grand he spent to buy enough tickets that he covered his entire staff for all the stores? Nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. And was going to share it equally if he were to win mm-hmm. all that money last night. I thought right. that was pretty cool. Yeah, not bad at all. So did our guys do that here? Not that I heard. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. But if you win, are you going to set us up? Nope. Absolutely not. Oh, that's right. You promised me a, a job <laughs> as your personal flight attendant. That's right. So. My butler. <laughs> you my, could be Lurch. You kind of look like him. I changed my name to Jeeves. <laughs> Lurch. Lurch. Hey, you kind of look like him. Yeah. No, that's uh, no, that's it's. Are you kidding? I I am very selfish. I'm not going to share with anybody. I'm not even going to tell my family if I win. Yeah, well, I've already made that decision too. Yeah, nobody's going to know because my wife came home last night and said that she had bought. Some some lottery tickets. Why'd she waste your money? I don't. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe she was thinking like you that she was going to win it all. No, I'm going to win. I'm, right. I'm, I just decided to delay it until Friday night, so y'all don't have to waste your money. But anyway, I told her, look, if you win this thing, you can't tell anybody. Seriously, you can't. It's just never going to stop. No, you can't. You, know? you really cannot. Because I have relatives who are on the take. She has relatives that are on the take. Absolutely. Everybody has relatives on the take. I would not tell no. a soul. I wouldn't say a thing. I would not. I mean, it would just be a, well, I'd just continue on, and I would go somewhere where I could Live. I don't know that I. I have everything I want and desire out of life right, right. now. I don't have to. You know, a jet airplane would be cool, so I could travel when I want to. But that's yeah. it. That's I, a, I've already come up with the, with the with the excuse. Like when people come to my to my house and see that I have a fleet of Corvettes in the garage, and they're going to want to know how I come up. Well, I slipped and fell in front of a Corvette dealership just to settle. <laughs> oh yeah, see, yeah. you'd be on the scam take too. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be calling the fours. Yeah. Oh, my God. That seems yeah. to be a popular thing around here at the well, moment. I wouldn't actually do that, but that's what I'm going to tell people. Oh, that's what if you I, tell if people. If I win and okay. they ask about the cars, I got it. I'm going to say I slipped and fell in front of yeah. the Corvette. Call Thomas J. Henry. He'll yeah. hook you up with some Corvettes, yep. baby. Yeah, Thomas I got J. Hook I got me you. up with some rides here, and I'm all set. Thank you very much. So, Will I borrow one? So the next... <laughs> pay for your own gas, and we're on. The next drawing is Friday night. So uh, right. jump in, and let's have some fun. I got to talk about CPS energy bills because I'm getting hit up. Uh, a lot of people sending their emails now going, what in the hell is going on with my energy bill? It's called Democrat policies. That's what's going on with your energy bill. You can blame CPS if you want. And that's fine. Have at it. But the real blame lies with the Democrats. Now, again, Democrats are the biggest threat to the United States of America, and it is their energy policy that is driving up the price of your CPS bill. Now, they went from an average in San Antonio from 147 a year ago, monthly, to 225 Now, that's running your AC, by the way, up in the 80s. That's burning up in your home, and you're coming away with 225 Try 500 bucks. That's about the average in San Antonio right now for a CPS bill, 500 And there's stuff that's even higher than that for a CPS bill. Why is it so high? Democrat policies. The Democrat Party of the United States of America and right here in Texas and right here in San Antonio has done everything that they can 
to destroy the energy industry in the United States and drive prices up, and they're doing it on purpose. And how are they doing it? They're taking away the options that we have to buy energy. Just like a couple of years ago when the Democrat Party and those folks were responsible for the deaths of those individuals who died in the cold snap because, oh, we didn't have power due to the snow on top of the solar panels and the windmills weren't turning because they had frozen up and we didn't have power. This is the opposite of of dying because you're freezing to death in your home. This is driving up costs because they took coal plants off, and they are restricting uh, the building of new nuclear plants, and they're restricting the use of, of, of gas and the kind of things that we need to be able to heat and cool right now our homes. It's the Democrat transition to the Green New Deal, and it's not new when they came out and introduced the Green New Deal years ago, I was right here on this station telling you, hey, look, this is going to drive up energy costs. They're going to get absolutely out of control. And the Democrat friends and donors, they're the ones who are going to get wealthy, and it's going to cost you a ton of money. And that's exactly what's going on. Joe Biden has got to pay China back. The windmills and the solar panels are made in China. He's got to pay them back. China made his son very wealthy, extremely wealthy. So he's got to pay him back. Restrict the energy uh, options here in the United States. Drive up energy prices in the United States. China gets filthy rich because of all the solar panels and everything that are being bought out of China. Meanwhile, people right here in San Antonio on median incomes, which is not that high here, are having to decide, do I cool my home? Do I drive my car to work? Do I buy food? That's the reality. And this city council, headed up by socialist Ron Nirenberg, won't do anything at all to help you. They refuse to. They're going to pull out another 60, an additional, an additional $60 million from CPS this year into the city coffers because of these incredible uh, rates. They went up on the rates back in March. Well, we got to have it because we got to build the infrastructure for all the people who are coming in here. We got to have higher rates. So they drove the rates up. And then they added to it the surcharge for their screw up back in the winter that killed everybody. They're now charging you for that as well. And you got to pay that for the next 27 years. And yet, when they are cash rich, an additional $60 million coming from CPS right into the city, on top of what they're already taking from CPS into the city. $60 million additionally. And they won't even discuss returning that to you. They're doing it on purpose. It's the Democrats. They're doing it on purpose. The Democrats are in a position to be and are the greatest threat to you, to your children and grandchildren, and to our country. And here's another prime example of it. Their policies have brought you these incredible, unbelievably high prices. You weren't paying this two years ago. You weren't. But you're paying it now because the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is trying in every way to strangle the American dream. And you ask them why, and they'll tell you. They don't like America. They don't like the Constitution. They don't like all this freedom. And they would rather control your life, and they'd rather tear this country down and rebuild it in a socialist dream that they have always had. That's who Democrats are. And they're all about it right now. November's coming. 
You can't sit it out. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Right here in the doldrums of summer, it's super hot outside, fun, lazy days and all that. But i got to tell you, depression doesn't end when, uh, when school ends. You know, all summer long, addiction is here, and it doesn't take a vacation. Anxiety and stress, they're very real, and they're very present all year long. If your child or your teen or your young adult is suffering, or if you are, you can take action right now and find help at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. For more than 35 years, Laurel Ridge has been helping families just like yours deal with these type of psychological and behavioral issues. They're fantastic over there. They're always there 24 hours a day to give you a free, no-obligation assessment of the situation. They have intensive inpatient programs. They have outpatient programs. They even have a charter school. So when school kicks up in the next few weeks, if the kiddo still needs to be uh, at Laurel Ridge, well, then go to the charter school there and continue to receive their treatment. It's all about helping you. You know, they're saving lives and healing families and creating hope. Right here in San Antonio for more than 35 years. That's Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. 210-491-3591. AccuWeather sunny and hot today with a high about 100. Right now, 78 at KTSA. Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, it's a 622. KTSA, Trey here at 210-599-5555. Thank you very much for making this the number one early morning talk show in texas i really appreciate that thank you for the trust and confidence that you have and in, in this team here it's great staff they work hard every day uh, to get the news right and get it out to you and then listen to you and your feedback so any of these stories you want to hear and, uh, and that you are uh, want to comment on 210-599-5555 that's 210-599-5555 uh, a lot of times we talk about uh, Second Amendment and how the Second Amendment is being assaulted right now. Uh, Democrats in Congress uh, have a new bill that they're coming after guns, and it's not good. It basically goes after all semi-automatics, and it uh, it will strip you of your sidearm. It's not just the so-called assault weapons or assault rifles, which is a made-up term that they came up with. Now, this is all about getting rid of semi-automatics altogether. So if you have a 9mm that you carry for personal protection, it's a semi-automatic. They, the Democrats have a bill in Congress right now to get rid of it, to take it away from you. Not just outlaw it where you can't buy it anymore, but actually take it away from you where you can't even have it anymore. We're talking about millions and millions and millions of guns in America. But we also talk about the gun restrictions that they have put on, right? And Don's been running the story this morning. ABC has this story this morning as well of the woman who shot up the uh, ceiling at, at Love Field. Uh, it's an odd story. Apparently, she's got a lot of problems. I don't know. Uh, and, and had had problems before, had run-ins with the law before. They, they, you know, typical story. Uh, but she was at Love Field and uh, went in the restroom, changed clothes, came out of the restroom, started shooting at the ceiling of the place. Didn't shoot anybody, but it freaked everybody out. You're sitting there waiting for your flight, and pow, 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 you know. And they look up, and she's shooting at the ceiling. But she was barred from having a gun. So my point about that is you can put all the rules and all the laws in the world on guns, and they're still going to be out there, and people are still going to use them. The only law that we should have that applies to guns is the Second Amendment. 
you shall not be infringed from keeping and bearing them so that you may protect yourself. Because the people who are barred from having them, they always seem to get them. It's the law-abiding folks who obviously follow the law, play by the rules, and in the end, they're the ones who always get hurt, the ones who play by the rules. I say play by the rules, but let's make sure the, the rules apply to all of us. Hey, Brian, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. What's up? Hi, Trey. Thanks for taking my call. Quick question. Can you explain to me why it is Democrats are always anxious to impeach a Republican president, but Republicans are not trying to impeach Biden for giving all that oil to China? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't Is explain that. that. Treason? Yeah. Oh, isn't that treason? Hundred percent. Absolutely, it is. It is a high crime. What Absolutely. Heck, what the heck is wrong with the Republicans? Why aren't they trying to take action when yeah. they should? Yeah, I agree, Brian, and I ask them that all the time. Uh, obviously, they're not in power and control right now. But that should not stop them from filing articles of impeachment. The Democrats did that when they were in the minority. Every day against Donald Trump, they ended up filing and filing and filing articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. Uh, clearly, and thanks for the call, Brian. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Clearly, the Republicans just don't do that. I don't have an answer for you as to why or why not. Uh, but. You know, uh, in my view, the the selling of the oil to China was clearly another one of those Hunter Biden. When it comes to the Biden family and China, it all leads back to Hunter. And 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 that's one of the reasons why the FBI, it, it, we're being told by senators, the FBI has been covering up the Hunter Biden stuff and not investigating it. Uh, senators are now calling for uh, special counsel to investigate the FBI because they say, these senators say, that the FBI, Republican senators, the FBI has information on crimes committed uh, by Hunter Biden, but they're not pursuing it. And you know why that is, right? Because if you get Hunter Biden, you get the big guy. You get the influence peddling. You get the selling out of office. You get all those things. And that leads right to the 10% that goes right to the big guy. All I can tell you, Brian, and this is my hope, is that in November, if the Republicans take power back, and that's not a guarantee, if Republicans take power back, what they need to do is set up oversight committees. They need to do an honest investigation on January 6th where both sides are represented. They need to look at Joe Biden and China. They need to look at Hunter Biden and all of this stuff we know has been going on because it's clear on voicemail and laptops and everywhere else. They need to look at all of this. They need to start crawling up inside these folks and dig, 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 dig. You need a Jim Jordan-type guy that's going to run through all this. Mitch McConnell's not it. Mitch McConnell's not it. Mitch wants to play, play the game. Mitch wants to be a politician. Mitch wants to get along to go along. And you don't need that. What you need is somebody that's going to be rough and tough and that's ready to mix it up and, and, and get after these Democrats. And you're going to need a president in 2024 that's not afraid of breaking a lot of stuff to set it back right and get us back on the right path. So we've got a lot of work uh, ahead of us if you're a patriot and you believe in the United States of America. There's a lot that's going to have to be done. Charles, go right ahead. You're on KTSA with Trey. Well, I'm not so sure that if the United States of America is plan A, I'm not sure that plan A is the 
not done with. We need to got a plan B. Can we just go ahead and succeed and get our induction together here and then invite Mexico and be done with all of it? Okay, thank you, Charles. 210-599-5555. I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited. If you'd like to retire in five years or less, it's possible. You can do it. Lifestyles Unlimited can help you get there by investing in real estate. Real estate, well, people are always going to have to have a place to live. And with the stock market going up and down and sideways, you know, and everything else is going on with energy prices and all that, you don't really know what to do to build wealth for the future. Well, let me just give you an example. Real estate, investing in real estate, single-family and multifamily properties can do you well over time. <laughs> as, as Christy Nome said the other day, the governor of South Dakota, her dad, my dad said the same thing, told her, don't sell the land, quit selling the land because God's not making any more of it. So there you go. Get get involved in real estate, invest in real estate, and that way you can really start to do well for your family. For the long haul, you can retire in five years or less if you follow these principles and these guidelines set up by Lifestyles Unlimited. Here's what I want you to do. Go to uh, financialfreedomlivestream.com. Use my name as your promo code. That's WARE, W-A-R-E, financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. With Lifestyles Unlimited, start making money in real estate today. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Hi, this all right, 638 Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And every Wednesday at this time from Breitbart.com, John Hayward always uh, joins me. And, John, I got a question for you that a listener, and I, that not the only listener that's ever posed this question to me. Many have done it in the past, and I just got this call right before the break, so I thought I'd just toss it at you, uh, let you take a swing at it. Um, you know, it just seems like, uh, Democrats back in the Trump era, every time you turn around, they were impeaching Donald Trump for something. Or if they weren't in power, they were still introducing articles of impeachment. This guy from Texas, Sylvester, whatever his name is, uh, wrote, uh, not Turner, uh, whoever the guy is. But anyway, he, he was writing articles of impeachment every time you turn around. And I realize with the Democrats in power right now that impeachment against uh, Joe Biden for selling off our oil to China or for opening the border and crashing the uh, the sovereignty of our country and all that wouldn't go anywhere. But people want to know, because the vote's coming up in November, you know, do, do, do the Republicans actually have the guts to get after it? I don't think they do. I think it's partially a question of, of guts, as you say, and partially it's it's an understanding of the media optics. If there's a Republican in, in office and Democrats file endless impeachment charges, the media cover, coverage will be, what's wrong with this Republican president? Why do our brave and noble Democrats keep impeaching him? Let's dig deeper. But if a Democrat president is as obviously incompetent and dangerous as Joe Biden is, and the Republicans file an article of impeachment or talk about it, then the media action line is going to be, why are these Republicans harassing poor, innocent Joe Biden? who's just trying to do the best for America? Why are they interfering with his governance? Well, this is like an insurrection. I mean, that would be the headline. The impeachment hearings would be another insurrection like January 6th if they did it. So I think some Republicans get that in this media landscape, that isn't a stunt that's going to work for them. It's a stunt, and it's a stunt that just doesn't work with that party polarity. Yeah. I think people are waking up, though, and I've been repeating this on the air over and over again. The Democrats are the biggest threat to the United States. They are the enemy of the state. The Democrats, the Democrat Party, uh, they are the ones that are all about destroying this country, tearing it down. If, if you get one to be honest for a half a second, they'll tell you that they want socialism in this country. They don't like the Constitution. They don't like the way this, this country was put together, and they want to destroy it and rebuild it as a, as a socialist uh, utopia. And that's what they're about doing right now. That's what, that's what they're doing with the energy prices and everything else that's going on. Did we lose him? 
Hello, John. I think we lost him. All right. Uh, well, let's try him again. 210-599-5555. Visiting with John Hayward from Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, and apparently we lost our connection. So there you go. The White House must have unplugged the plug. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the break early, and then when we come back, we'll finish our discussion with John Hayward, all right? I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank is your family bank. For all of your family banking needs, you can turn to Amogee. You can trust Amogee. You can trust what they tell you is going to be right when they tell you because the folks over at Amogee are going to work to make sure they get the right answers for you for all of your family questions. Whether it happens to be your family business of your own family or it might be your family-run business, and I can tell you having a family, we're, we're going to get back to him after the break there, Elaine, if, if you'd let him know. Having a family-run business can be fun, but can also be a big challenge. So you need to have uh, a, a bank and a banker on your team who understands the challenges that you are facing as a family operating a business, but also has the capital to back your family business up. And that's Amogee right here throughout the state of Texas. Have more than 80 branch locations around. You're more than happy to go into one of those branches, or you can give them a call or go online line and go see them at their home office off of 281 near the airport. That's Amogee Bank. Amogee N.A. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. At the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right, right back to John Hayward from Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One. And John, we've got a brand new, and this is pretty interesting, CNN poll. 75% of Democrat voters want someone other than Joe Biden in, uh, in 2024. And the New Hampshire voters, a poll says they want Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that, good luck with that. I don't think that's the answer to their, their problems. I mean, Pete Buttigieg is kind of emblematic of everything wrong with the Biden administration. Next to Biden and Harris themselves, you couldn't pick somebody who's a more clear example of absolute incompetence. He doesn't even show up for work. He's like the kid that gets a job because his daddy hires him, and then he disappears. You never see him again. He's not around during major crises. I mean, he is a face of Biden incompetence, and I think Democrats are delusional if they think he's going to be any kind of an improvement. It's really hard to swap out your presidential candidates anyway, and every party knows that. If your sitting president doesn't run again, you're in a hole, and you're not going to dig out of that hole with Pete Buttigieg. I think it's interesting that so many Democrats don't want Biden to run and are willing to say so, because that tells you they're going to have a really hard time getting their base worked up. Everything they've tried is not working, even the Roe versus Wade being overturned thing. They thought that would be a bonanza for them to get their base fired up, and it was a total flop. It hasn't moved the needle at at all. Nobody cares. There's other stuff that everybody's worried about. And it's got to be panic-inducing on the Democrat side to see so many of their voters signaling that they're not enthusiastic about the incumbent ticket. Oh, the, the local paper is a far-left socialist rag, pretty much. And it, it uh, put up a, uh, an editorial yesterday that said, uh, well, so what that you can't afford energy? So what that you, the, the shelves are empty? So what that prices are super high and we have inflation? So what? Well, the, the main thing you're voting for and against this coming November are these guns, these weapons of war that are on the streets that have flooded the streets. So not only do they try the, the Roe versus Wade, now they're trying, you know, weapons of war on the streets. They're, they're trying everything they can uh, try. And, and, and move past what people actually care about. And the fact, that's the fact they're having to decide. Real-world decisions. Do I turn the AC on? Do I buy groceries? Do I buy gasoline? Those are the real-world decisions that people are trying to make right now. 
Right. They're focusing on things that are out of step with voter concerns. But also, if the Republicans are smart, they'll notice that the unifying thread in this Democrat platform and all these panicky things you're talking about is that you people are the problem, not us, not the wise Democrat elite. If you just let these incompetent boobs in the Biden administration have total control over your life, they'll usher paradise on earth in. And every one of these issues you mentioned, gun control, abortion, the the thing is, you're the problem. You stupid people out there are the problem. And we can fix you if you just give us more power. That is not going to resonate at all with a public that's just aghast at the ineptitude of the Biden administration. That That is a losing campaign strategy. They are scared spitless of Donald Trump, are they not? Now you got Merrick Garland saying, oh yeah, we'll probably uh, come up with, what do they call it, seditious conspiracy charge against him. Sure. Well, he's, he's populist. He's got energy. His fans are still raring to go. He's embarrassing to Biden, even if he doesn't get very far in a reelection bid. Let's hypothetically say he, he announces and maybe it doesn't go too well. The fact that he's running at all is a tremendous rebuke to Joe Biden. And you've got polls that say he'd beat Biden easily in a rematch. I mean, that is not an easy thing to run on if you're the incumbent president, knowing that Donald Trump, supposedly the worst person ever that you've been savaging as an insurrectionist, would beat you like a drum in a rematch. OK, before I let you go. Let's kind of game plan this out, and we know that this is almost impossible to do when you're talking about uh, politics, but uh, figure in the January 6th and this whole hoax of a committee thing that's been going on. Let's talk about the midterms uh, and then Joe Biden after that. Obviously, I mean, he thinks he's got cancer. Now he's got COVID. You know, he, he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it upstairs anymore. That's clear. That's very obvious. Do they stick with him all the way through this first term? Do they dump him like hot grease? What are they going to do with him? It's really hard to dump people. It's hard to dump vice presidents. You know, there's often a talk at any given moment that the vice president, whoever it is, is a liability. And this one certainly is. But, you know, they've said that of every vice president for an incumbent. And it's really hard to change your veep. Never mind change the chief executive. It's an admission of failure by your party. It demoralizes your base. It turns off all the moderates, the middle of the road people. It's really, really, really hard to do that. Now, if Biden comes out and says COVID has waylaid me and I can't run again, I'm not fit, mentally fit or physically fit, that might be different. If he does it for medical reasons and they can make it look like it's not just him admitting defeat or or that he's incompetent, maybe you can survive that as a party. But man, it's really hard to switch out the top guy. It it, it puts you in such a deficit with the voters. Yeah. As far as the midterms are concerned, um, do you think this is going to be this red wave tsunami thing we keep hearing about? I think so. I think the trajectory seems relatively unchanged. We've had events happen over the summer, like the Roe versus Wade overturn, and all the pundits said maybe this will change it, and it hasn't. The voters are still focused on the issues they're focused on. A lot is local. Depends who the Republican is. Some of these races seem like weaker candidates are in danger in races that a better candidate could easily have won. So here and there, you might see the Senate could be a little exciting, but it seems almost inevitable the House is going to change hands in a big way, and I don't think anything's happened to change that. And you know, they they talk about uh, how inflation has been uh, crushing uh the fed is going to announce probably another uh, 75 basis points uh you know this week uh we've got some big things that are going on with the economy and very possibly i don't care what the Biden administration calls it very possibly we're in a recession right now but around election time in november we'll be in a recession and people again will vote with their pocketbook i think 
And that's got to be a nightmare for Democratic strategists going into the midterms. How do you convince people that a recession is not a bad thing? That's what they're trying to do. They're going to redefine recession before your eyes, and they're going to say that because the moon isn't red and there aren't cows falling from the sky, it must not be a recession no matter what the the numbers say. That is just a total non-starter. I can't express how little traction they're going to make trying to convince the American people that there isn't a recession if there is, if, if the numbers say so. And they're going to tell you, no, not really, because here's other reasons we think the economy is fine. That is, is such a loser of an argument. And I would hate to be the Democrats going into the midterms with that as their message. Not only the Democrats, but the Democrat media like ABC and the others that have to try to make excuses for these folks every day. John Hayward, Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, and he joins us every Wednesday at this time. Welcome back from vacation. Great to hear your voice again, John. Great to talk to you again. Take care. See you soon. All right. Sorry about the little uh, hiccup we had in the middle of all that. I have no idea what happened with the phones. Um, to wrap up the hour, let me talk just a little bit about this whole Trump thing, because maybe you didn't hear the story, but they are now weaponizing the DOJ against a political opponent once again, just like they did when they weaponized the DOJ against the parents who were merely going to school board meetings just like they weaponized the EEOC yesterday to go against, go after Elon Musk because he's a political opponent. They are weaponizing the arms of our government to go after their political opponents, a la Soviet Union, a la Hitler, a la dictators throughout history, when you, that you couldn't beat them fair and square. So what you do is you weaponize arms of government to go after them for other charges, and you trump them up, and, and the pun's not intended. You trump up charges if that's what you got to do, and that's what they're doing with Donald Trump in the January 6th thing. I've been following the January 6th committee hearings because that's my job. Most people aren't, but I can tell you it's a farce. It would never be allowed in a court of law in the United States that only one side can present evidence, only one side can question witnesses, only one side has these witnesses on videotape, edited, highly edited, and being played. It's a television docudrama. It has nothing to do with trying to get to the truth. It's presenting a case against Donald Trump so that they can weaponize the DOJ and try to put him in jail so he's not available to run for president in 2024. That's what it's about. To the point where Merrick Garland... The attorney general said yesterday, yeah, we, we, we might come up with seditious conspiracy charges against Donald Trump. He committed no crime. He did not commit sedition on January 6th, but they're going to make it up. Why? Because they know if he runs, they know if he's, as John just said, if he's even part of the discussion going forward, that it's going to hurt Democrats. And, and, and this morning, I'm watching ABC, and they are breathlessly excited in their report. Oh, my God, the Washington Post criminal probe could be coming against Donald Trump. They're just having a, a, just a field day with this, when, in fact, it's all made up. There's nothing real about it. And Merrick Garland is nothing but a lap dog for these people who are running Washington, D.C. right now and the Democrats who are trying to destroy everything in their wake and trying to destroy Donald Trump. Well, he gave a speech yesterday, his first speech back in, uh, in D.C., a keynote address at the America First Agenda Summit. And he said public safety is one of the core issues facing the country. He said, quote, there's no higher priority than cleaning up our streets, controlling our borders, stopping the drugs from pouring in, and quickly restoring law and order. This is what we need to hear. This is what we need somebody to do. He went on to say, in the Democrat rule, the Democrat-run cities, Democrat-run states, and Democrat-run federal government, the criminals have been given free reign more than ever before. There's never been a time like this, says Trump. Our streets are riddled with needles and soaked with the blood of innocent victims. 
He said, once great cities where the middle class used to flock, like New York and Chicago and Los Angeles, are now war zones, crime-ridden war zones. Every day there are stabbings and rapes and murders and violent assaults. Bloody turf wars rage, and parents are worried sick that their kids will get shot on the way to school. We're living in such a different country. Our country is now a cesspool of crime, and we owe it to our country to do the right thing. And he said so much more about this. He, he talked about uh, executing uh, drug lords. He talked about executing those who are dealing in, in drugs. Uh, he talked about getting a, a control over all of this once again and supplying the police with what they need and giving police immunity so they could do their jobs. A lot of stuff that we don't hear from Democrats because they don't believe it. Democrats are fine with criminals ruling the streets. Donald Trump is not. And that's why they want to lock him up as quick as they can. They don't want him around come 2024. All right, back in just a minute. Where and Ryman coming up next. Trey Ware, KTSA.